Social media doesn't always get the best rep, and over the years I've spoken with many leaders who are hesitant to move online for fear of getting caught up in the negativity or thinking that what they're working on is too important or too serious to be condensed into a few hundred characters. But being visible and working on your online connection can be vital to the impact you make as a leader. I'm Lee Griffith, a communications strategist, executive coach and all-round champion of leaders who shun the old school stereotypes. I'm here to help you get clear on your strategy, implement some self-leadership and connect with those you serve through your communications so that you can deliver improved organisational performance, engagement and reputation. Visit sundisguise.com to subscribe to my newsletter and get notified when new episodes are released every fortnight. In this episode, I'm talking with all-round social media guru, yep, I've used that word, Hel Reynolds. Through her organisation, Comms Creatives, Hel advises leaders and communication teams on how to overcome their fears about showing up online and building a social media presence that connects. By the end of this discussion, we aim to show you how social media can play a part in your own leadership approach, helping you to do it your own way. Enjoy. I'm delighted to welcome Hel Reynolds. Hello, how are you? I'm really good and absolutely chuffed to be on your podcast. We are going to have a bit of a chat about social media and how leaders and chief executives can leverage it for their communications and their own strategy. But I suppose it would be remiss if we didn't start by explaining what social media is actually all about, because it can cover a broad range of online tools and communities and stuff like that. So how, how do you define social media? Social media is one of those things where people think they know it, but they don't necessarily think about it in, in its simplest terms. It's mm. got the word social in it. So it is a place for people to build relationships. And from that point of view, I come at it because my background is PR and comms, which is entirely a profession around building relationships. So I got into social media really early and saw this potential not just for brands to market their stuff, but for leaders to be able to really network on a massive level, like to be able to reach people with their messages, but also to be able to connect with people that they can't always see face to face. And mm. social media is exactly that's an opportunity to communicate with people when you're not in the room with them. Yeah, I love that. And that's the thing. It, it can be so much broader than what you might think of traditional Facebooks and Twitters and we'll get into some of that a bit later I'm sure but it is so much broader than that isn't it oh yeah and of course because we're so used to traditional media even you know like billboards as well as tv news and all of that kind of stuff that they came into social media and dominated it and used you know these companies like media companies use social media the way that they've always used traditional media. They just broadcast out messages and take no responsibility for the conversations that happen as a result of them. And in some ways, that can swerve your view into thinking that it's just a slightly more toxic version of what we used to have. But that it's yeah. so much more than that. It's just that they've got the big loud voices, but there's also... If someone's listening to this and they've already got the view that social media isn't for them, it might be because they don't feel like they're a very sociable person, they might be an introvert, or they think it's something that actually it's for a corporate communications team to manage on their behalf, it's not their job. What would be your I don't know, one minute pitch to change their mind? 
Before I get to the pitch, what I will say is I am a business owner, sometime leader in corporate world, but you know, I'm not very social in my personal life. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, there's nothing I like better than a good book with a cat on my lap on my own in silence. But before I get to the pitch, I'm cheating here, but like yeah. a gamble to the pitch. Social media offers you this opportunity to be social in your own way, at your own time, in a manageable way. Yeah. So if I'm going to a big conference, often I'll find that massively tiring. You know, if you're there for a whole day from 10, mm. 6, and then you're having a few drinks at the bar with people afterwards, my head will be mashed after that. And I'm not necessarily at my best. Whereas with social media, I can decide, well, actually, I'm going to just do it in five minute chunk here when I've got the time. I don't have to answer people immediately so I can be more reflective and more thoughtful in my response. Yeah. And that Set can... your own boundaries. Set your own boundaries. So a lot of the barriers to using social media these kind of worries and these thinking that it's not for me often it's because you haven't kind of um seen the potential for it as actually being a useful tool regardless of if you're an extrovert is brilliant if you're an introvert is brilliant but let's do the pitch yeah change my mind <laughs> social media is such a broad term if you can find the right social media channel and develop a community of people and perhaps employees who want to listen to you, want to be able to connect with you in a more human way, you can do this in a very planned way. You can get your personality across, authentically be yourself mm -hmm. and actually get lots and lots of warmth back. So I think a lot of the time, if you're in a leadership position, you'll find people are slightly intimidated by you and you can do all you like to be very approachable in person. But essentially, if you are responsible for someone either keeping their job or not, or you're responsible for huge budgets, people can find that difficult to talk to you on a one-to-one -one level. And some of the leaders that we've worked with with social media have found that once they have really got across who they are and had conversations with people authentically, it really lifts up their ability to be able to make more change. So are we saying that leaders should ignore social media at their peril, or do we think it only really going to work for a certain type of leader? No, I think leaders should ignore social media at their peril. And why I say this is I'm not saying you have to go out there and become a whole personal brand online, but you need to understand why other leaders are using it and at mm. least look, at least analyze and understand it. Because the last thing you want to do is just say, well, this isn't relevant for me based on no data. And the best way for you to understand what's going on there is just get in that search bar, go onto LinkedIn, look at your peers, look at your heroes, see what they're saying there. Have a search in whatever, you know, if there is a social media channel that you personally find interesting, go there and just see what others are doing and see if that inspires you. Decide that it's not for you once you've actually had a look. I completely agree. I've had the battle many a time with chief execs in my past life who just didn't want to do it at all and actually it can be a bit addictive can't it once you get going and you start to see the benefits and the rewards and, and that sense of actually so much easier to communicate with a broader range of people than it would be doing the stuff that I used to do <laughs> that took a lot of time and effort oh absolutely yeah and I think that's the thing it's finding your voice that sometimes it's about finding the voices that you like to hear and sometimes it's about finding your voice but I know that I had all sorts of training sessions with leaders where there'll be individuals in the group who just suddenly you see the light bulb go off because they had really turned away from it and gone I don't have time for this perhaps 
you should make time for it because it will give you way more impact than some other activity that you're doing that actually doesn't work as well. Time is one of the big barriers that people talk about a lot because they think that I suppose that there's so much, so many different tools and apps and they think they've got to be everywhere at all times. And and if you think about it in an organisation, often they'll have full-time people working on digital stuff. And so they think, well, how how can I possibly be doing this if I've got teams of people doing it for, for my organisation? So how do you make sure that it doesn't become this all-consuming thing? Like you said about setting boundaries, it's about understanding what you want to get from it. So have an idea about what you think is a worthwhile amount of time to put in and treat it like a project. You know, I'd always recommend that anyone who's using social media for a personal brand, I'll call it that, but for their own profile rather than from from a brand, you know, like a logo corporate account, I'd always recommend that you can say, okay, well, over this period of time, let's give it three months, I'm going to spend half an hour a week just having a look and I'm going to think about what I want to put across and not actually post a thing and just say, oh, I will review and see what's going to happen after I've actually done this and, and dedicated a small amount of time on a regular basis. I think that's the main thing. It's not, it's not something that you sit down and do in two days. Months. No. Once you get into really high profile leadership online, like for instance, Stephen Bartlett, he's an entrepreneur on the Dragon's Den, isn't he? And he's got his own podcast and all of that kind of stuff. Huge operation based around his personality. I've no doubt that he sits in a studio and batch creates loads of content and puts it out on his channels and, and has a whole team doing that. But actually some of the most interesting leaders don't. They're a bit more ad hoc and they just, you know, if you've got something worth talking about with your team, if you're talking about things at conferences with whoever it is that you network with, You've got something to say on social media and you've just got to find a way to get that across. But for me, the time management thing is you control it. It doesn't control you. Whatever you choose to dedicate is is enough. It's a start. And you might find that you believe that you need to add more time in later on. But it's not this unwieldy beast that people think it is. It's a place for you to control. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit of that fear of the unknown, isn't it? And I think one of the fear factors come from this sense that social media can be a bit frivolous sometimes. And some leaders have said, oh, I don't want to dumb down what it is that we're doing or what I'm talking about, to whether it's to fit a character limit or to attract the right people on, on the, the channel they're going to use. Or they think they've got to share loads of personal stuff. You, you still hear this, I don't want to share what I've had for lunch and I don't want to share what I've done in the evening and all of, I don't want to expose my family what type of things can a senior leader consider using social media for and I suppose to help them with the bigger picture stuff which is what they're really going to be interested in so I will describe the kind of things but the first thing to do before you look at the types of things to consider sharing are what are you doing it for we work with Welsh government and they were way before the pandemic this was and you know, we're working on their social media strategy and we knew that in Wales, which is where I'm based, our first minister, Mark Drakeford, he didn't have a high profile. He wasn't this big out there character like Boris Johnson at the time, the prime minister and central government was. And the key there, we're thinking about social media from his leadership point of view, was like, how can we get across his true personality? We want people to warm to the fact that he's a very intelligent, considered man. He's not all bluster and, and attention. And this is 
his strengths. So how can we get that across? So the kind of content that you'll see Mark Drakeford sharing is is my kind of leadership that I really much prefer, which is very supportive. So thanking the Welsh people for putting up Ukrainians and meeting the goal for how many people we could take in and look after as a country. Like thanking them, not saying, aren't we great as a government? Not saying my leadership resulted in this, but actually supporting the people in the nation that he's serving and showing his true Welsh identity, which is very important to the people here. And it was all about brand. So Mm. you can think about the kinds of content that are around supporting others and highlighting the best work that you believe in and showing your values. And those things should come easy what you want to support, the photos of the people that inspire you and make things happen, that kind of side. There's other things. I'm thinking of, oh, let me think of her name now. She's the inventor of Spank, which for those of you who... Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely. Spank's wearers reunite. I've reached an age, by the way, where I would rather look fat than wear Spanx. But anyway, but Sarah Blakely invented Spanx and it's really clear. Now, I don't obviously know her strategy for using social media. But she's really prominent on Instagram, which is a space that, let's say, compared to Twitter and LinkedIn, is much more about kind of lifestyle, much more soft and less corporate, I suppose. But she's using that platform to really bring up a whole new generation of women entrepreneurs. So you can see that there's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of talking about the issues that affect this group of people. She knows her audience. She knows what she wants to do. She wants to redress the balance of this very white male influx of of new inventors. And therefore, the kind of content she's created is quite personal. Works for the platform, works for her as a person. Often she'll have, I know it might seem to some people a little bit frivolous, but she'll have things like a mug that has a slogan on it. And that'll be her photo. And with it, she will share a very thoughtful article that will help people to understand the more nuances of that that phrase and why she believes it in her own story. So it's a different way of coming at it. So you'll have different types of content that's comfortable. Mm. Um, Again, I'm, I'm always thinking of particular people that stand out for me. And Sir Peter Wanless is one of my favorites. And he is the chief exec of NSPCC children's charity in the UK and if you look at his LinkedIn it's just everything that that person who's worried about being frivolous he's doing all those things they worry about and getting the most tremendous amount of support it's great if you go into LinkedIn and look at someone's profile you can actually see all of the photos that they post so without even looking at the content I looked this morning actually at his photo and this guy has got a collection of shirts like you've never seen in your life he does quite a lot of photographs of himself in his various jazzy shirts. And even one of the posts that he put up there, which was during one of the lockdowns, he said, I'm wearing one of my cheerful sh- shirts on calls with people, which I know a lot of people will say, it looks like I'm not taking this whole situation seriously enough. But actually, for every person who thinks that, there's five or six people that it cheers up. And I'm, I'm needing this myself to get through this time. To, to give me the energy that I need to keep the charity running during this difficult time. He's doing something that is capturing people's attention, sharing that photo of himself. He's doing it to show a type of leader that says, yes, you can talk to me. Yes, I'm thinking about the way that I present myself as a leader. 
And I'm openly having these conversations with you that I might have with, I don't know, my assistant chief exec who, who just came in the office. I, I might have just had this conversation. I'm sharing it with a wider network. People need to hear this kind of stuff from their leaders. That's the point of being a leader. They want to know the way that you do things. They want to know your opinion and your choices and your decisions and, and the real reasons for why you make them. From what you're saying, it's that personality coming across that's being put into decision-making and the stories that, that show what the outcome is of decision-making almost. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's, it's a sign of status that you can be comfortable being yourself on mm. social media. And I'm not saying that you overshare. I'm not interested in what you've had for dinner unless there is something that, that is relating to your work. You know, and sometimes it might be. Maybe you made a choice to, to eat vegan today because you're you know part of your mission as an organization is that you want to be more sustainable and you're trying that out in your personal life and people will be interested in it then yeah it doesn't have to be vacuous if you're not vacuous I'm not going to say anything that anyone's forced you into so just make sure that there is a thoughtful reflection behind everything that you put mm. in people the food food runs an interesting one because as you say it doesn't need to be boring it could be look, this is what we're serving up in the staff canteen and we've got a new range in or we've reduced the prices because we understand the, the pressures of the cost of living at the moment and therefore I'm going along to eat or they're role modelling taking a break, which That's can be really important really, signals. So important. And it's, it's really funny as well because I'll go back. I've been making this argument for so many years now because I've been doing social media training for a long time. But, you know, this whole thing of, oh, Twitter's just people talking about their breakfast or whatever. I went and did a session with an organization and it was like a big staff conference and we were talking about social media for kind of staff advocacy and all that kind of stuff. And in that session, someone made that point, oh, I don't want to be sharing pictures of my dinner and all of this stuff. So in the break, I did my morning session. We went down and it was a great big hot buffet. And in the queue, that very person, plus like a lot of them in the leadership team were in the queue picking up bits and bobs and all we were talking about was the food like how nice it was how it's good to have a hot buffet and you don't like beige food and all of this kind of stuff and I turned to them at the end of that conversation and said this is small talk that we're doing links us together this allows us to bond as a group why are you dismissing it as being frivolous there's no one in the world who doesn't eat and have an opinion on food so if it starts a conversation with someone then you can turn that small talk into big talk. But that's yeah. human beings in a social setting actually behave. So own it. If you've just had the most magnificent biscuit with your cup of tea in a meeting, you'd be surprised how that stuff will start a conversation with all sorts of other people who, they're not stupid, they just like biscuits. Yeah, but, you know, nothing beats a bourbon, but I'm sure a lot of people will wade into a debate on that. That's at the lowest. That's so low. That's not even in the Premier League of biscuits. So you raised a really interesting point when you were talking about the chief exec of NSPCC and how he was using LinkedIn, because I think LinkedIn is one of those channels that people can think, oh, it's just where people go to find a job and they post their CV and it's really boring. And you've just demonstrated actually it's not. You can bring your personality to it. So how do you know which tools you should be focusing on? Because there's new ones cropping up every day, existing ones changing. Just recently we've gone, Twitter's gone. Now we've got, what's it called? X. We've got threads. You know, there's always something happening. How do you know where and when it's worth investing your time and effort? I think you just need to 
pick one that feels right. I mean, I can give you the recommendation that LinkedIn's never going to do you any harm as a leader in, in any space. So, I mean, mm. essentially, if you don't know, pick LinkedIn. But you might well have some curiosity about other platforms. At the moment, I couldn't talk about Twitter too much. Yeah, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Because it's changing so much. But again, if you're a leader, especially if you're a leader in, in a profit-making organization, just looking at Twitter and Elon Musk is interesting just to see how he's approaching his style mm. in this public forum and changing the platform. But it's changing so much that I think Twitter used to be this kind of town hall space, but on a global level. And it may well remain that and become more. It may completely morph into something different. And I presume Elon Musk has a plan. We'll see. So, you know, if you're interested in that, pick that space to play around with. It's an emerging space. Threads might feel like an unthreatening space because it's new. There's not as much activity on there. There aren't as many people using it. So if you're really timid and, and just feel like, oh, I, I just want to dip my, my toe in the water, then threads might be a good place to pick. I can advise on why you would pick certain platforms, but essentially you probably will have an inkling about where you want to go based on your own behavior, really. And the safest, I suppose, balancing safeness with impact, I would say LinkedIn is a really great place to start. And the key is you're not your comms team. You don't have to be using all of these platforms. You don't mm -hmm. have to regularly produce an, um, a certain amount of content and promoting your organization. This is you networking and building a community, and that is a different prospect. So you can choose how you want to do it. I recommend you pick a platform and do it well rather than just try and be everywhere. Yeah. And, and I find some people will post exactly the same thing on everywhere to be everywhere, but then perhaps don't really land anywhere because they're not investing in, in engaging. And, that, and going back to your first point, it is about the social side of it, isn't it? Mm. And this, I mean, this is the recommendation I give to brands all the time, as well as leaders. If you're going there and you're not engaging, you're missing out on the point of being there completely. Your reach will be so much bigger. You know, the way that every one of the platforms that you choose to be on works is there's an algorithm that will show your content to an audience of a particular size it will make the audience bigger if it sees that you're engaging with your audience it will reward you for actually being there and not just you know spray and pray we call it mm -hmm. just everything out and that's my message done that's not true communication it's, it's basically shouting into an empty room yeah. so yeah i think it's it's about you just going in there with a dedication to talking to a particular audience about the things that you care about as a leader yeah. And one of the concerns that that you probably hear a lot, I, I certainly hear a lot with, from people that I talk to and work with, is this fear of if I'm going to be having conversations with people, how do I deal when it gets toxic? And some channels are a bit notorious for that. It could be at one end of the scale, the, the fear of someone trolling you, or it could be, particularly in a leadership case, your employees, your clients or your customers who are perhaps complaining about their experience or challenging a decision that you've made and that can feel really personally exposing and quite hard to navigate as a leader so what advice would you have for people about responding in those types of circumstance well I'll come in from three ways I mean the, the most practical if this is just happening now advice is go and speak to a comm specialist you know if you've got a team there mm. go and speak to them about how you deal with it because they will be used to it 
at all times and they'll want to know about it and support you through that. And they will drop everything for that kind of thing to help you with it. So just get advice from someone who's who's a, a distance from it as well. Although comms teams will often feel very close to it. I know this myself. Anytime I've had negativity or what might be called trolling, it is upsetting. We are human beings. We mm. might be like amazing creative leaders or whatever, but we're still humans and it still hurts. And you still want to go back to them and tell them to, you know, do one. So that step of talking to somebody else and distancing yourself, not panicking, that's the first thing I'd say to do. Remember as well, that people do have a right on social media to say what they want to everyone. It doesn't mean that they're right. Mm. It doesn't mean they're right. You don't have to take it too seriously, but certainly address it. It happens to all good leaders. And that's one of the things to think about. The other thing is pick a space where this is going to be less likely to happen. So one of the reasons that LinkedIn is such a good space is that people do see it as an employment platform where they have their CV or they're in employment and they are networking and being seen by other professionals. That means that they are on better behavior than an anonymous account that they might have on Twitter or on their Facebook where they're there with their Auntie Mary and their Uncle Bill talking about all of those right-wing things I see. You feel like you're at a home because you're surrounded by all these people. So there's no filter in what people say and they behave as though they're not in public. Whereas LinkedIn, it'll give you that safer space. Just give yourself, especially if you're new to it, give yourself a, an easier ride by picking a place that's easier to be in. So avoid Facebook if you're of a nervy disposition on this. And avoid yeah. X and yeah. And definitely avoid YouTube. So the third element of this, make it so people don't want to criticize you so much by having a space on social media where you show the true you. Often that negativity comes from people misunderstanding your intentions as a leader. They just see you as a suit or they just see you as someone who's paid a lot for sitting around. They don't understand your role. And the only way to have productive conversations is to start productive conversations. How can you expect people to know what you do if you don't even share that and demonstrate that you are thinking about these issues? I think that's really important because the risk could be, particularly if you've got some program of work or some changes you're making at work, you can fall into corporate speak. And if that, if that comes with you into a social media space, you're losing the storytelling and that connection and people aren't understanding the why behind it. And this is your opportunity to really personalise it and, and show what it means and get rid of all that corporate speak. Definitely. And if you think again, I, know, I hate talking about young people as one big kind of melting pot of the same thing, but in a post-COVID era where people were used to working from home and they began to demand more from their employees in terms of how they live their lives and how that fits in around what they're doing. If you are going to a place like LinkedIn and talking about your vision and your mission as a leader and what you're trying to do, you are attracting people to you who want more than just money from their jobs. They don't just want what they used to want. They are looking to be inspired by someone. You know, they want a leader. You can't wait until they're employed with you to know who you are. They need to know who you are beforehand. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy stat, which I, I don't have at the top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes around the percentage of people that will look for a social media profile of a chief exec before they consider applying for a job. So it's absolutely, you, you are a recruitment tool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a lovely opportunity to attract people to, to your organisation because they are behind you, because you're instantly going to get a more productive member of staff because they joined specifically because of you. I can think of my old boss. I used to work for a council many years ago. And the chief exec of that council 
I see his posts all the time and he talks about the incredible scenery and the brilliant businesses in the area. He's just constantly talking about the place like he loves it. And I know, because I used to work for him, that he does love it. But if I didn't know him, I could see that there. I can see that genuine passion for what he does. So I know that I would be able to have a job and, and talk to him about things in a way that we would share a common value and all of that kind of stuff. Your kind of specialist area is helping people to think really creatively about how they communicate. And if anyone hasn't seen, you've probably seen your cartoons online, but might not have made the connection. But I think creativity is an area that people can really struggle with because they either don't see themselves as a creative person or for them that creativity is... I've got to dance on TikTok or similar, and they don't want to degrade or embarrass themselves. So how can leaders rethink what creativity might mean in the context of the work that they do? Well, I think creativity for me, it has two angles of it. There's like the innovation version of creativity, which is problem solving. And for me, as a leader, you are a natural problem solver, you're a strategist. And these things go together hand in hand. So it's okay. Well, the creative side of this is who do I want to talk to? What kind of things would catch their attention? How can I get them to want to listen to more? It's key leadership skill, mm. isn't it? It's about being able to pull an audience towards you and get them to follow you. And, yeah. you know, social media is all about attracting followers, as is being a leader. So I do think that naturally you're going to have that skill. It's about how do you make people feel something? so much that they want to follow you and do what you're asking them to do. So that content can be almost anything. Like I'm thinking of um, Grant Shapps, the MP. He's gone on to TikTok and I have to just get in here. Grant Shapps is so far from my own personal, but what he's done is so clever and creative because he's gone, okay, I'm Grant Shapps and he's in a party that, you know, has, has got a reputation for being like the nasty party and being full of upper class toffs and all of that kind of stuff. So he's gone to TikTok and he's presented himself as a, your interesting dad type character. So he's going on there and he's, oh, here's my office. And he's showing people around his office. He's talking to people about, oh, here's how you get into politics if you're interested. It doesn't matter if you're into Labour or Conservatives. Here's how you can start to get into it. And I think it's really creative of him to try and soften the image of the party by being a representative by being someone who feels not like your average politician he's talking to camera and it's clear that he's not using a selfie stick or anything he's got it in his hand and that really adds to this sense that it's it's almost a little bit spontaneous oh i've just had this thought i want to share it with my audience on tiktok that's mm. so much more effective than if it was all staged and he was sat at his desk and it had been filmed by the comms team because that generation of people and people on TikTok, they're not, that stuff doesn't fly. So the creativity is, how can I do what I want to do in the style of the platform that I'm on? And I'd imagine he's got a team behind him doing this, but it feels like Grant Shapps is doing it himself. And for yeah. me, that's the creative side of it. The other side of creativity is, I suppose, being open to making mistakes, understanding that flawed is the process. The process of creativity is the best bit. So you're going to go on there. You're not going to get it right first time. You sometimes will just look at it and think, I'm not sure if this works, but you try it anyway, because 
you've got a mission. Your mission is to reach that audience and do that kind of stuff. And some people hate this, but we're a creative communications training company. And one of our mottos is progress, not perfection. And the other one is mm-hmm. about learning. If you're not going to look back on what you did last year with embarrassment, then you haven't grown and you haven't learned. Like you've got to do stuff that isn't perfect in order to yeah. make it brilliant. And we're all amateurs at the beginning. So just own it. Just yeah. be open about it. People are really responsive to that. And I think that perfectly sums up an approach to leadership anyway. You know, you, you're never striving for perfection as a leader or you, or you shouldn't be. You've got issues to deal with if you are because you, you are going to fail and there are going to be things that you're going to learn from. And, and it is a learning curve, isn't it? And, and I think the point you made about knowing who you want to talk to and then what are they going to be interested to hear from is a really important perspective to view how you approach social media as a leader because often leaders can think, what do I need to tell people? not what do they want to hear. And so that reframe, I think, is really important in all your communications, not just social media, but but absolutely on social. And that's it. That's the approach that marks it from a relationship building exercise away from being one of those chuggers in the street. Just, hello, come to me for a minute. Would you like to donate some money to my charity? Well, no, not really. Here shopping. I, that's, that's not what I'm doing here for. And that's what it can be like sometimes when leaders will go onto social media and just blur out what it is that they want people to do. Like, well, thanks, but I didn't come here for that. So you need to be able to like a, a friendship, find common interest, have those conversations, and then they will do anything with you. So you've briefly touched on this already, but if someone is listening and now feels really inspired to get online you've talked about just pick one place and try it do a bit of a lurking and, and figure out how people are using it before you tread your your own feet in the water is that a phrase i don't know spread your, t- your toe in the water that's it my gosh my leisms from how to take the lead obviously just follow me everywhere <laughs> but how do leaders start to consider social media as part of a broader mix of their communications toolkit for want of a better word you know what might that look like when they look at it across a mix of things they should be doing as a leader to, to communicate and connect oh, I guess decide what you're going to do with it first so there might be multiple things that you this ticks the box for but I would say one of the things is keeping in touch with what people are thinking so actually understanding how people really feel about issues mm-hmm. and that can be people as in your people the people that you employ that can be your audience but you know, just start thinking and working out what it'll do for you. The other thing is, do I want to come across as a particular type of person? How will that benefit the brand overall? And certainly do not approach it as a marketing tool. You are not there to just share stuff that your comms team is, you know, please do share what your comms team is creating, but that's not really adding any value. And your value as a leader is is what's in your brain. So think about what you're going to do with it. Pick your channel. Don't overthink it. If you say, I'm going to have a three-month project where I'm going to start to explore this channel for this purpose, the first two months might be me actually just researching a bit. So when I've got five minutes on my coffee break, I'll just have a little look there and start to think about it. And then month three, I will begin to create a bit of content. That is all you need to get going. But don't overthink it. You can always adjust course. You can always decide that isn't the channel for me or I need to talk about different things. But you can't make that decision until you've done something. Think about it enough 
that you have a, a vague plan of why you're doing it and then just take some action and adjust course from there. It's just so easy to sit there and wait until it's perfect and get exact results. Social media, because it's made up of so social interactions and human beings, you don't know what's going to happen. That's fine. That's okay. Just make some steps and mm. it towards it. And thinking back to the idea of, oh, I don't know what to post. I don't want to overshare. I'm not just going to talk about my breakfast and that kind of stuff. Just recognize that there's a reason that people do share their breakfast. I'm not saying that you have to. But there's a study which I can share with you to put into the show notes from 2022. And this company called Text CNC, they studied four and a half thousand CEOs across Germany, US, UK and Sweden. And by prominent, they basically looked at the CEOs who were using LinkedIn and getting the, the biggest results, the biggest impact, the ones that people look to as inspiration. And there's so much good stuff to take from that report. But the thing that I'm thinking of, the lessons that I learned from this, information sharing does not get traction. Mm. Like 100% of the least engaged posts were just simple reshares of links to do with their organization. So of all the, you know, the stuff that doesn't work, if people want information, they'll go to your website or they'll go to Google. You don't need to share that stuff. You've got to add a personal insight. So yeah, you can share the information, but without your personal insight, it's not adding any value at all to people's networks. Personal stories and reflections were very much the most engaged with content. So those CEOs that were doing the best were posting about personal topics, things like work-life balance and how you build a career and all of that kind of stuff that people are actually interested in and personal travel and major global events but it was coming from the point of view of their leadership position and the last tip that I will share from that report and save you a read a hundred percent of the least engaged posts were under 320 characters so basically mm. you never want to say more than you need to but don't be afraid of a long thoughtful post especially if you're using LinkedIn particularly and this is why it's useful I think a lot of the time we think that People are stupid and they've got no attention. But if you're saying something worth saying, you've got up to 1,300 characters on LinkedIn. Use it to tell the story that you want to tell. It's not a place for you to dumb down. It's as dumb as you choose to be. And if you choose to be really intelligent, then that is a benefit. Love that. Thank you so much. Final question. What's your one piece of social media advice that you wish more people would pay attention to? I think it's that if you are talking about it, it's probably content. People are like thinking that they have to become some kind of massive PR agency in their approach. But actually, usually it's the things that you're chatting about. If you go into the office and you're all talking about, I don't know, Love Island, then there's probably a way that you can make that turn that conversation in a work context into something that people also want to talk to you about. Love Island is not a good example, but you know what I mean? Like if, you, if you've been having a big discussion about how you attract a more diverse audience towards your applications or whatever, these are the things that work. Everyone wants to join that conversation. So it's just about keeping your eyes open and your ears open to the conversations that you have that you find interesting. And then you don't have to worry about being creative because you will express it in a way that, that shows your interest. Thank you so much for your time today, Hal. You've given us loads to think about. I'll be going back over and listening to this episode. 
how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about the comms creative work that you do or just to share their thanks with you for the insights you've given us oh lovely thanks well you can always go to commscreatives.com the website if you would like to work with us we do leadership social media training and obviously your comms team should come and join our academy and then find me on i've talked a lot about linkedin come and find me on linkedin i'm yeah. helen Reynolds. i'm like proper grown-up me on on LinkedIn, mainly because I got that account very early. If you book Calms Creatives or Hal Reynolds or Helen Reynolds in wherever you want, I will reply and have a conversation. Fab. And we'll put all your links in the show notes as well if anyone wants to connect with you and to say thank you. Well, that's enough for today, I think, and let you get on with your morning. But thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. I've loved this conversation. Great to see you. If you enjoyed this episode please let me know on apple podcasts or on your app of choice and drop me a line over on linkedin you can find me at lee griffith i'll be back with the next episode in two weeks time so in the meantime remember to sign up to my newsletter at sundayskies.com to get notified of new episodes guest appearances and further insights on how to lead with impact until next time